the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by Capers. Ruin any dish in seconds with Capers. My name is Aaron, and here their personal pals, Dave. Hey, boys. And of course, we have Brick. Hello, boys. Old Irish Nico is on Old Irish Assignment. We'll see him in the Old Irish future. Uh, today's episode is... Dave, this is a topic that you brought to us, which is an interesting one. It's about reading for quantity versus quality. Tell us about what's going on with this topic, Dave. Yeah, I wish I could remember what prompted it. But I guess often I find myself reading to finish a book quickly so I can move on to the next rather than mm-hmm. reading for enjoyment. I guess it probably happens most often if a book doesn't grab me right away, right? But right. then I think there's some element to it of, and you know, it's something we've talked about a lot, but like the choices we make in reading, especially once we become aware of the, well, not aware of, but think more about the fact that, you know, you can only read so many books in your life. And so, you know, how do you make the choices you make? And then is it like, I think in that you know, in the discussion beforehand, there was some element of, you know, would you rather read 10 so-so books or one really good book? Right. I guess mostly it's about choices. Yeah. Like how are you spending that time? Well, that, so that, that, that sort of hypothetical question, reading 10 so-so books, like the value of reading 10 so-so books is what? Getting 10 different perspectives, right? So 10, like 10 varieties of writing to yeah, sort of choose from right? writing story you know 10 different right. character types or you know but they're so 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 even though you're getting exposure to it it's not really sort of satisfying you whereas the one good book is a book that you know that you like or that sort of does satisfy but you're only getting the one flavor yeah well you know and often i've talked a lot about how i especially as i age i'm doing a lot more rereading not just once, but again and again of my favorite books, because Mm -hmm. I know that the quality is there and that, you know, it will be satisfying to that degree. Right. So it's like, I'm choosing to read that one book again and again, I'm choosing to read that one book five times rather than five, you know, other books books that probably will not be hits. Yeah. Or that maybe I'll go one out of five. Right. Right. Which, but that if it was one out of five, that would be great, right? I feel like if mm. one out of five books hits you hard in a way that you really like, and it becomes a sort of favorite book or like a, at least a sort of book that you remember in the future, that seems like a pretty good ratio. Yeah, I don't have that ratio, I'm sure. <laughs> right, that's the problem is that the effort to get to that ratio is it takes a lot of reading. Is there something about like mastery here? Which, and I mean that in terms of like reading to. To sort of have like completion, I guess completion is maybe more better term than mastery, where it's like I've completed literature, like I did all the yeah, work and I have right. read all the books now. Yep. I definitely feel that in myself for sure. Where it's like, especially when I was in middle school, high school, thinking about sort of reading the future, is like, well, eventually I'll have read all the books and I'll just like have all the knowledge. <laughs> like it was like this thing that would eventually happen, right? And it's obviously not going to, but well, it does it's also feel nice like at the end of a year to look back and count up and say, Oh, you know, I read like 60 books this year or whatever, rather than. Oh yeah, definitely. So part of it is also like a nostalgia marking, you know, sort of like the creation of memory through those experiences. Right. Hmm. Brick, what about you? How do you, how's this fitting for you? Yeah. It's the same. You know, I, we talked a lot about, I get really hung up on the yeah. completing and I, I mentioned 
on what's probably our previous episode. Sometimes if I'm partway through a book, I, I, I then will be more focused on having read it than actually reading it. I do this for Netflix and video games and probably other things in my life as well, where like I sometimes I just want to check the thing off. Yeah. You know, and then kind of close. Yeah close that in my brain and then not have to if 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 i don't finish a book it 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 niggles at me right and so sometimes and it it also might be like i really like the book and i'm just kind of done with it you know like how many times have you read a book and like really been into the first hundred pages and then you start to kind of flag but i still want to like because i know if i put this down i'm probably not going to pick it up again Mm -hmm. um so then i'll I'll just kind of churn through it and just try and try and crush it and couple hours and you know you start reading a lot faster at that point and the experience is different i I still will enjoy the book and if i really really hate it then i've gotten better at putting it down right i have too in the past few years i think although i am sitting next to uh celine which i'm what was was the title i talked about it like six months ago journey to the end of the night which i just refused to throw in the towel on yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> but no, you're not enjoying I, it. I am enjoying it is the weird thing. I enjoy it <laughs> when I read a few pages, but then that's kind of like, that's kind of my limit for it. I read a few pages and then mm-hmm. I kind of remember is like, Oh yeah. I think it's the, it's like well done and interesting somehow, despite the sameness of it. I mean, it's like 500 pages yeah. that nothing really changes about the story or the style and maybe that's part of the problem that i can't just read it straight through i don't know but i'm enjoying it to the point where i can't right. put it it's away not the typical either. reading rhythms yeah right you're not giving up on it i mean the celine that we read brick in that lit class in grad school i remember reading it like i burned through it because we had to it was like for an assignment so it was like I had to read it in like a week or less than that but probably mm. i remember almost nothing about it like i i was barely reading it probably because it's yeah. hard it's, it's, it's a hard it's a hard author, I think, to work with. Yeah, we read definitely the installment yeah. plan. And I really, man, I, I skated on it. Yeah, it's like a six hundred page book, and to try and and it's a difficult book. So to try. Well, and... I, I mean, that's maybe another element to this topic too, right? If you're reading for quantity and reading just to get through a book, you're really diminishing your chances of remembering anything about it, or even making that connection that makes a book memorable for you. Yeah, I mean, that's the part of the problem the assigned reading is if you're doing it for school, trying to get into a certain time period, then you risk, yeah, like minimizing the experience of actually reading it. Depends the book. Maybe. But also, I mean, some of my, yeah, some of my best reading memories are books that mm-hmm. I had a deadline to read and then not wanting to rush through it. So instead of right. finding that time, right, and reading till four in the morning, you know, in a, in a nook somewhere because you want to, you know, that happened right. to me a number of times in college. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we read that same class. We also read Swan's Way, and I really loved that uh, and connected with it, and it's maybe even longer <laughs> and harder to read. <laughs> what? Not on board with you on that one. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, that that's, was also a challenging read, but I did sort of find my way into it in a way that I didn't with Celine the same way. But back to the idea of collecting, I think this is, for me, it's definitely part of it is... A collector's mentality that sort of shifts into reading and literature. It's why I like reading lists and why I like shit like that modern library list, right? Because uh, it gives you a sort of like contained, completable task. Read these hundred novels, right? And you'll have read 
100 of the best novels of the 20th century in the English language or whatever, right? A, you know, respectable task. And, you know, obviously there's questions, valid questions over what is considered good and bad in that list. And that's all fine. But the existence of that list in the first place gives you a task to complete and a collection to accumulate. And that's that really satisfies my my dorky collector mindset. So it does feel to some extent like I want to read those books to have read them, even though in the process of doing so, you know, for instance, uh, Under the Volcano is on that list. I read it because uh, of the famous The Last Line game we played, but also I knew it was on the list. I kind of knew there was a notable book in the background. And when I did read it, I loved it. It became one of my favorite books and a, you know, a tre- experience I really treasure. But I got to it in some ways through this like assignment that I gave myself to read these hundred books. So definitely that's, that's kind of like that function for me is like, I got to, you know, it's like a Pokemon. You, thing, do you do that with like, stuff like 33 and a third as well do you read ones you're not interested in just to because it's part of that series yeah i'll read i'll read a 33 about anything that i can get if i'm i mostly buy them through when they're used right so i go to used bookstores or the used sections and try and find whatever's been whatever's available there and i'll buy the new ones if they're albums that i like and want to read about um but I have a bunch over here, my two read stack of bands that I or albums I don't care for, or at least don't care for yet necessarily, that I might after I read it, or might not, but I still just like I want to get through that whole series. And so I keep I keep adding them. And part of it's extremely stupid, because part of it is just like, well, these are colorful books and they would look cool on a shelf. It's like big colorful like block of these little tiny books, or whatever. There's nothing there's no artistic or expressive or intellectual value there. It's purely aesthetic, but it does you know, it's like comic book part of my brain where it's like, well, I want the colors and I want the, I want the things in order. So, uh, it's tough when you are in the middle of something that's difficult and you're not enjoying it or it's long, you're not enjoying it. And it's like, well, yeah. God, I have another 500 pages to go to read this. I don't want to do this. I don't have as, I'm not as good as you guys are stopping. I, I just abandon things out of like time. Like I like, well, start reading something and abandon it for different reasons. Um, but if I'm have the time to read, I'll keep going, and even though even though I despise it, just because it's another one to add to the list, another another sort of experience of I can say well, I read that book and I liked it or didn't like it. I mean, it would have quit on early work way fast, way sooner yeah. if we hadn't been talking about it. Yeah, when I'm gonna read the sequel someday. Canon, 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 <laughs> just so we can be definitive. <laughs> like Dave, do you feel like you have like things you're trying to accomplish? Like I almost think of it in terms of like. Um, merit badges with reading like things you're trying to get done with your reading that propel some of that reading for quantity versus quality or is it just because there's so many books out there you might as well just keep reading them yeah i don't i don't have a specific goal i guess except you know the more books i try the better the chances that i'm gonna find something that will make it onto like my own canon and then i can revisit Mm. it yeah along with all the you know last night at the lobsters right right do you wonder if there's something to that about chasing the excitement of, of being a younger reader? Kind of like, I, I think about it in terms of music where, you know, they say like the stuff you listen to when you're in high school, like cements your music taste and you like, you will, you will never like things as much as you like them at that time uh, because your brain is still spongy and that music like cements in your head. You might keep listening to new music and develop new tastes, whatever, but it won't ever be as emotionally satisfying as it was in those years because there was just like a specific unique like neurochemical thing going on one of the similar thing was reading where it's like 
I want to have the experience of reading Pet Milk again for the first time, but I can't get it. But if I keep reading, I'll find it at some point and there'll be something that sort of fills in that gap or something, you know, some analog to that experience. But it might be harder because my brain has, you know, shut, stopped growing or whatever and actively started to decompose. Yeah. Well, now I'm trying to think of the last time I did have that experience. Chasing a rainbow. Yeah. Probably something Kevin Barry <laughs> related. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's under the volcano for sure. That was the most exciting reading experience I've had in a long time. And it caught that same energy of like, holy shit, this is this is something that's very special and very interesting. And I was Did caught off guard. Did you then read it before it we did our group discussion of it? No. Because no, I, no, I read it again one read. after that. Or maybe I read it after you suggested it. And then I reread it for our group thing. And reading it twice is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I need to go back to it because I, I definitely, especially that first yeah. chapter. I feel but like then get think more about all the time it than, takes to reread that book and how many books you could read instead of doing that. <laughs> Two or three for sure. Well, yeah, that's why part of the this, yeah, like we mentioned before, you are rereading a lot more books now than you even did before. But you were, have always been more of a rereader uh, than the rest of the rest of us for me for sure. And probably part of that for me, that allergy is like, well, if I don't. If I don't read something new, then uh-huh. I'm not going to find something new. And also, I feel like I'm being a bad student if I don't. Like I have to like, keep, I have to keep like pursuing this task that I have right. to give myself. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm often choosing the comfort route instead. Yeah, which makes total sense. And I think it's a good choice. But it's, I guess, yeah. There's like a trade off, I guess, for either one. Yeah. Either right? way. Yeah. Brick, do you have like a like a reading task you set for yourself? Do you feel like you have like an assignment you're trying to, or like a merit badge you're chasing with re- your reading? I've tried a few times and I haven't made it because I we've talked about this on some other yeah. thing. I like pretty obsessively catalog games I play. Uh, I have a notebook for for books and I keep track of it. And I very much my brain wants to. I do the little thing where I yeah. write the date I start and then if I finish the date I finish. And I very much want to get that down there, but that's about it. I um, still fill it out for rereads, but I I am increasingly rereading is like half of my reading at this point really yeah for the comfort reasons that dave mentions or something else? i think so and, and for the you know a lot of my life i read a lot of books quickly right. and mm. so i don't remember them that well you know i think uh, okay interesting i think one of the things i want to do and that we talked about this too uh next few years is start rereading vonnegut because i think right. for as much as i really loved him as a kid i think there's only a handful mm. of them i could tell you the the plots of anymore mm. you know um so i think they all need to be kind of re-examined as an adult what if you reread the da vinci code and all of a sudden you like become a huge dan brown fan i tell you what it's impossible why because i never read it in the first place <laughs> <laughs> yeah me neither only through nico do I know anything about that book? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. That might we have to might have to do this. I have, I have read it. I did read it in the past. Maybe we should do a Dan Brown. Canon or canon? I guess we did do uh, Inferno for drunk reviews in the old page count days, right? Yeah. We'll do it again. That's interesting. Yeah. My, my read test definitely. I mean, the one of them for sure is the hundred modern libraries, hundred novels, of the 20, 20th century. That is always going to loom large. How many do, do you know offhand? How many you're through? We did that count since then. It's not, I think it's, I think I only read maybe one more since then, probably. Under the volcano. Yeah, I think so. 
I did acquire the first book in the USA trilogy by John Dos Passos that's been sitting on my stack for as you know multiple months now. Um, that's gonna be a summer read for me for sure because I started sit down to look at it and I was like, ah, this is gonna take forever, so I'm gonna need to really have some time with this. We should. Uh, that's a good episode because you guys both do that same thing, right? Because summer is your main reading time because you have a little more time than. Yeah, I can concentrate a bit more on a longer project. During the semester, it's mostly comics and like little things here and there. Like the James Bond novels were easy to read during the school. Right. And I'm reading, uh, well, we'll talk about that later, I suppose. But yeah, definitely. The UC trilogy is like pretty modernist. It looks like just kind of skimming through it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be hard to read. Uh, so I got to have a bit more time to concentrate. But yeah, stuff like that like really does motivate me. And it's not great necessarily because it does like, it turns me into a reader who is like tied to the canon. But it's why I think about it a lot because I, I kind of like this i'm obsessed with this idea of like qualification like what counts and what doesn't even though i know better like i know about how taste is developed and that kind of thing but i do feel like there's something satisfying about having like a list to check off there's those posters i have one about movies i'm sure there's one about books too where it's like you there's like a it's like a lottery ticket kind of it has like a little like um gray squares and you scratch them off there's a title of book or a movie or whatever underneath it. And as you read or watch it, you scratch off that little thing. So it shows the cover or whatever. Maybe we should get one of those for the Yak Babies and see what we've read and see what's still missing on the list. Listeners, talk to us about your thoughts on reading quantity versus quality. Do you read just to read? Do you have goals you're for yourself? Milestones you're trying to achieve or accomplish? Tell us about that on Twitter at Yak Babies. You can also email us those thoughts at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, to let us hear your thoughts and ideas. Also, please find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash yakbabies, where you can get access to our bonus podcast. It only costs you $1 a month, which is nothing. Well, it's something, I suppose, but not really much of anything. Uh, in exchange, you get so much, including whole bonus podcasts. There's a secret, uh, a new series called 101 Ghost Jokes Ranked, where we are going through 101 Ghost Jokes and ranking them in order of funniness and losing our minds in the process. And it's very, very good and very funny. There's also Broder Broke uh, discussions. There's other kinds of games. There's a tournament about Halloween candy. There's Monster Mash discussions. There's tons of stuff going on, on Patreon. All worth it for that dollar. And then, of course, our merch is on tinyurl.com slash jackbabies. You can get our posters and t-shirts and stuff like there. They're all designed by Brick. They're all very funny. Uh, you'll be the envy of your peers with your uh, Let Reason Have Its Day t-shirt with the M&M on it. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all their loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.